What's up, Bridgeter Nation? Welcome back to another Boss Talks tonight training. We talked all of our training schedules, all of our training plans, upcoming races, and we even took a quick deep dive into Promised Land 50K, which is this weekend in Virginia. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. I'm your host tonight for hopefully the last time. I really do. Uh, but this is going to be an awesome episode. We're going to dive into a ton of different topics. We'll do a little promised land preview. We're going to go over some training updates and just some updates from around regeneration. We want to hear from you guys about what you guys have been up to. Feel free to text number above, call into the show. We cannot wait to hear you. But today I'm joined by three gentlemen, two you can see on the screen right now. One you're about to see. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty Cam, excited for the week. Yeah, I have to say I don't typically answer to gentlemen, so you know, um, wasn't quite prepared for that. I'm doing okay. It kind of feels like I got hit by a bus today. Um, I want to blame that both on the snow and work. So, given all that, like I'm here, you know, doing good. So, what was the text that you said uh, or the voice message that you sent in the group chat earlier today? I think that that quote more resonate more for generation, I believe. Yeah, and that uh, that pre-show warm-up voice message, I told you that it felt like I got put in a blender today at work. And um, no, that, that's where I'm at emotionally as well as physically right now. Well, we absolutely love that. We're going to get you you know, back up to here because that's what Voss Talks will do for you. What are you drinking tonight, Cam? So you guys are actually going to, you're going to love this. I have a um, Simple Truth Organic Seltzer Water, Blackberry Hibiscus, zero alcohol. Because that's literally how bad work was today. Love it, love it. What about you, Nick? Uh, yeah, I, I just actually have a coffee. Uh, just doing a little post-work coffee, uh, waiting for you guys to quit running your mouth a little later, and then I'm going to go over to 10 Barrel and have some beers. There we go. He's already got a uh, post-show plan. I'm, I'm going to have to go running after the show. So that'll be my thing. But right now I'm drinking, this is like, I've been saving these because I can't drink these on Ridge Honors Live because they're so disrespectful, I feel like, to the guests. But they're uh, Coors Seltzer. Like this is not even like White Claw level, Truly level. Like it's straight up Coors Lemon Lime Seltzer, which is uh, absolutely- the rock, Rocky Mountain water though. <laughs> I actually kind of dig it. Like, I, I don't hate it. You know, I'm a big variety pack kind of guy. Like, I can't go all in on a certain flavor. So that's why I kind of gave these a, a whirl. But uh, yeah, no, no complaints so far. John, what about you? Um, I am drinking actually on par with you a little bit in terms of the seltzer. I have a high current. Uh, this one is a blood orange grapefruit seltzer. Um, got it down the street. So apparently we're all rocking some sort of like seltzer beverage tonight. And not only me and you have some alcohol at the moment. But that's okay. Yeah, I'm lost the only guy right now who has a drink that does not have bubbles. What are you doing, man? Come on, <laughs> the show's named after you. It's race week, man. Race week, right? <laughs> it is race week, and let's so let's dive into some training updates from us. And you know, if you want to call into the show, text number above, and we'll get you on. Uh, we'll get you in the queue and go from there. But uh, Cam, you're the most recent here that ran a race this past weekend. You know, I want to know what was it like out there running the cold pricklies, the inaugural race, uh, Brian Poland special out there. Yeah, um, it was quite a lot. And in by quite a lot, I mean that I, uh, I signed up for it on Tuesday night uh, as we were closing down Ridge Runners Live, hanging out in the Zoom call, you know. Wesley and JD are going over some like maintenance stuff for Ridge Runners, like important things that I need to know. And I'm like walking around my apartment, like, where's my credit card at again? Like if only Brian Poland would put that race on ultrasound up, I wouldn't have had to do that. Cause I got my credit card info saved for better, for worse, you know, often for worse for me, in fact. Um, but yeah, just kind of on a whim, wanted to go show up and do it. I didn't have the best experience at the backyard ultra. Uh, I don't want to wallow too much in that or actually even really talk about it. To be frank, I will, if somebody wants to hear about it, but I don't, I don't want to bring it up of my own accord and uh, excuse me. I just wanted to go to something more low key, something that felt a little bit more local, not necessarily that that race doesn't feel local. It just, it felt off to me. And I think frankly that that feeling was me and had nothing to do with anything with the race there that weekend. Um, 
and just kind of show up and whatever happens, happens. Approach with like zero stakes and zero expectations other than I'm, I'm going to show up. And I, I barely showed up, to be frank. Um, I found out the night before that Brian Poland decided to put me in the first wave um, because the thing was alphabetical. I saw like Gabe Rainwater, like right above my name at the same start time, which was a little concerning. Um, although given the strength of the field, there are only like six guys uh, up there, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, like I showed up with a certain like, like literally 729 like jogging into the starting box as they're like, go like start the race. So I didn't really give myself too much time to think too hard about it or worry too much about it. I just kind of went out there and took the day as it came, you know, I was shooting for kind of like an even effort. I wanted to be able to try to keep the pedal down, so to speak, and not slow down too much. And the back half of that race, I still ended up doing that, but I wasn't too concerned with how much I slowed down especially because I got kind of behind on uh, fluids there, uh, like between mile 10 and 20. Those that don't know, it was three 10-mile loops of Camp Nahop up there just outside of Mohican. Um, the thing that did excite me, though, was just like how rugged the course was in sections and how in other sections it seemed to be just like a wonderful place for gathering. Like if you're ever at the Brian Poland Trail at Camp Nahop, like, I saw multiple pheasants backs growing. I'm sure there's morels hidden like farther off the trail, but I was talking to a volunteer and they were like, don't, don't do that. The locals are going to be very upset with you. Um, but you could literally just going down the trail to just smell the ramps in that little Creek floodplain there. And it's like one of the few places that you're allowed to pick them. So, you know, fingers crossed that I didn't just blow up the spot for somebody too much. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was, it was a good time. I left it feeling a lot better, um, sort of like mentally and emotionally, uh, definitely not physically because it wasn't the easiest 50 K in the world with 4,500 feet of climbing and definitely a little more rugged on the single track side, a lot of like off camber stuff. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of climbs that just kind of like threw little punches at you. Nothing was really gradual. Nothing was like super easily runnable, at least for somebody in my fitness either. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all that comes to mind right now off the top of my head. Um, it's a great event. Like the vibe there was really, really great. I do have to give a shout out to somebody that I couldn't give a shout out to because I ran out of time for the Ridge Runner story. Uh, kudos to me for showing up at 729, you know, maybe I'd have more time to do social posts if I got, got to the race at a reasonable uh, hour. Um, is that in the COVID, all these race DJs, like, I've shown up to like three or four of them and there's just some guy and he's alone basically in the woods. Like usually there's like a four wheel drive truck nearby that dropped off his stuff and he's just always vibing. And it's just like, dude, it's too early for this. Like, what? You, like, how do you have this energy right now? And I have, I have so much respect for somebody who can bring that kind of, just bring that at like, you know, when I was grabbing my bib and everything, um, he's just like, it's cold. It's well cold for April, right? You know, and like there's nobody here. Like there was not another human being in sight. It was just a table full of race bibs, me and this dude, and the music was blaring. So you know, um, that that and Brian Poland yelling at me over the uh, the microphone to run out of the aid station to start the third loop. Those were the highlights of the day for me. It's definitely a good race. Definitely um, would like to do it again. I don't know if I'll ever like target that race you know but like if you're looking for something to just show up at and have a good time that's definitely the one Cam, what was the post race like they have uh i know sometimes they have uh beer there and everything was it, is it phoenix brewing company or something like that so there was a variety of beers there actually um everybody masked up everybody super chill um and lem's pizza which they they did everything individually as part of their covid protocol i thought was actually really interesting so you go up to aid stations and there's individual bottles of water that you can drink from it's not the world's best thing in terms of like sustainability but you know like i don't know where people's hands have been if they're touching like gatorade containers that's long been a joke in the ultra running community i feel like now people are actually doing something about it. Um, you know, no more shared like trays of gummy bears probably at aid stations, which is probably, I think, for the best. Um, and they had uh, the pizza, which was Lem's Pizza, at the end wrapped up in tinfoil. I got a couple of those and a beer and I 
I sat down and you just you open it. And because it was hot when it went and wrapped up, it just kind of fell apart in your hand. So it was a really, it's a really messy eating experience. Um, but you know, after you run 30 miles through the woods, it's kind of where you're at emotionally. You need to like put a bunch of greasy stuff in your body and it doesn't really matter what kind of shape it's in when it's going in. Um, but like I said, with the, the race DJ there and just in general, the vibe of the camp was really, really great. The volunteers were awesome. I would totally recommend that. I assume in a world in which we're not taking these protocols, we all have fully filled out vaccination cards. And like the one I got somewhere in this apartment that only has one stamp on it. Um, we've all got, you know, like, or it's just, it's going to be a better time for everybody involved and people are going to want to hang out there more. And they're really going to sort of like bring that post-race hangout, enjoy the whole day kind of atmosphere. Whereas this time, especially was like, I'm going to get my pizza and drink my beer and now I'm going to go home. Cause you know, I'm kind of tired and I needed that nap afterwards too. So. Well, Hey, we also want to say congratulations. You set a 50 K PR out there. So let's, uh, let's give a quick clap here for, uh, for Cam. Yeah, buddy. There it is. Uh, yeah, I know you're, you said that after the race, you weren't super, I mean, you're just a PR, but you definitely still have bigger goals for your PR. So, uh, we're excited to see you hit those as well in the future. One thing I'm super curious about, like after doing a race like this, does it like motivate you more to do another race kind of in the immediate future? Or what is your plan look like moving forward for the next couple of months? Uh, to be honest, I think the plan moving forward for the next couple of months is to figure out how to live this nine to five lifestyle for the first time in my life. Um, it's not the first time I've ever worked full-time hours, but it's the first time they've ever been sort of like as structured, you know, and it's the same thing every day, day in, day out. And, you know, unlike in grad school, like I can't exactly skip class if I'm really just like, I'm not feeling it today. I want to go run around in the woods, like some kind of freak. Um, you know, I've got responsibilities or whatever. Um, I, I want to also be clear that I'm joking. I take my job very seriously. Um, but, you know, like, I think just like the biggest takeaway from, from this for me is that like, the less time I actually spend trying to think too hard about a race, I think the better it is. Usually I'm the kind of person who would spend time like doing visualization as like part of my meditation practice and everything like that. And, you know, for this race, I like, I signed up on a Tuesday and I didn't even know when the start time was until Friday night. So, you know, to go in and say, and then like PR, of course, my fitness is just like, world better there when it was when I set that 50 KPR, which was technically at the Shawnee 50, the year I DNF'd. Um, it's just, I, I think it's better to think less about it and just go into it sort of being ready to accept the day as it comes and just react to things as they happen instead of putting so much work into sort of thinking about it because it's never going to go the way you plan it anyways, or at least it's not going to do that for somebody like me with the kind of fitness and race experience that I have. Yeah, no, we, uh, we appreciate that, uh, candid response. And, you know, I think a lot of people can kind of resonate with that as well. John, let's toss it over to you. You've been up in the training of recent weeks and, you know, I feel like a, uh, you know, what did I say on the last prediction video? Uh, flip is a, no, a switch is flipped. Yeah, there we go. Or the other way around. I don't know. I really messed it up. You know, John, there's been something different in your training the past couple of weeks compared to, you know, January and February. What's your training been like? How have you been adapting to, you know, warmer weather and uh, getting ready for running over this summer? Um, I guess, well, I think it was a group chat. You were like, you messaged, messaged me and was like, yeah, I think your March 1st was your actual January 1st for this year or whatever. Um, this year thus far, and those couple months weren't so good, but right now with the warmer weather, I found it so much more relaxing, motivated, and excited to get outside. I think I'm really negative on the cold weather stuff, so that hinders me a lot, especially even today, because I think I'm going to blame myself for the snow we got today up here in Northeast Ohio, because I put away the winter stuff like this weekend and it snowed, so I'm probably the reason it snowed today. So I apologize, Surge Winter Nation, who lives in Northeast Ohio, but yeah, that happened. Um, but I have been feeling pretty good about the training. I've been getting a lot of double digits on the weekends, both days. Um, but pretty much consistent consistency, you know, that's been the big thing. Uh, actually being out there every, 
every other day. Um, not really skipping a lot of days, you know, focusing on the stretching, focusing on um, just making sure that you're taking care of everything, eating right, sleep. Sleep has been consistent too for me, so that's been helpful in terms of being able to get up and get out the door. Even on the weekends, I've been up when you're supposed to be. So I've been pretty happy. Um, I still have a long way to go um, for this 100 miler. I'm still not where I wanted to be at this point this year. So um, I'm going to step it up as much as I can to get to that point. I know I got a Cam and I will be having a fun battle here in a few weeks, which he's going to dominate me in. I almost guaranteed, but according to ultra sign up, I have 2.5% above him, um, which I'm not sure how he feels about that, but I know that beer is riding on the finish. So I might be a little more motivated than normal, but what do you think, Cam? You going to, you, you going to take it or am I, who's buying the beer here? Any comments? I mean, I'd like to think that I'll buy beer no matter what, just because I'm a generous guy or whatever, you know, but I like, I like my chances, <laughs> frankly. Um, you know, I've been out there on those trails um, more than you. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been out there. I've nope. run out there four or five times, um, including the Tuscazor 25 miler that I did a couple years ago. Um, it's my home county. I kind of know the vibe of the area you know, um, and not in a good way. Uh, I would not recommend it. I would recommend the race, but just not Tuscarawas County. Um, and so, yeah. And I mean, especially after Nomi's, like, I totally think that like that between six and a half to seven hour thing is just like something that I can kind of show up and do. <clears throat> so the onus is going to be on you to like show up and kind of blow my doors off, so to speak, you know, and just knowing that I like know the course and I know the big climbs and what to expect from them and the little like different things you're going to see out on the trails there, <clears throat> especially in terms of like terrain and the way that I remember how they're going to um, route this one, just like the little surprises that they're going to throw at you in turning a four lap, 25 mile, hundred mile course. that has got a lot of double track towpath into a single track 50 K. Um, I don't, yeah, I like my odds, but also, you know, like you're a cool guy, JD. So I'll buy you a beer. Mm. Well, that's so nice of you. Cause, uh, at that point you're just being courteous. Cause you're gonna, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, um, my goal for that one is to kind of just stay within line of sight of you. And at the end, I'm going to turn the jets on and I'm just going to kick your ass at the end. Just blow by you. <laughs> that's oh, come point. on. We want to, we want to see a Schlarb Killian, uh, handhold finish. Handhold finish. Oh, we want to cross as Red Runner Nation. Michael from the other side that. and I hold your hand as you walk in. Does that work? Oh, I mean after you finished? Oh. Yes, exactly. Oh. Uh, I see what you did there. Okay. So yeah, you do so, have so, home, home uh, field advantage there. Be, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, so it would be like your kid. Go out there and hold hands with dad. Uh, uh, that's awesome. I love that energy uh, at Foss Talks. One question I have, you know, JD3 is going to be out there with the GoPro, you know, making an epic little film. Cam absolutely crushed the social updates. If you didn't go check out our uh, CR and CR's Instagram highlight story, you know, it's Cam Wrench and Course Records, if you didn't know what that stood for. Um, <laughs> you know, will Cam be out there with a GoPro this time for this race, you know, dueling action do side-by-side story of, you know, JD3 versus Cam Wrench. That's what Regeneration really wants to see. Are you guys going to give it to them? I'm down for that. You know, I, I've made and, like, analyzed the data in our survey results, and absolutely nobody asked for that. I mean, more people asked for Ridge Runners only fans than asked for <laughs> Cam Wrench and JD3 dueling vlogs. Um, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, why not? Like, we'll give it a shot, right? Um, See what happens. I just, I'm so deeply embarrassed about how Cam Wrench and Course Records, it's like, those are two things that are not going to go together, buddy. Like, why would you do that to me? You asked me, you're like, you literally at like mile 25, and I came back, can you create a highlight for the uh, Instagram story? And I'm like, oh yeah, I got you. I was like, what should I name this? And it just came up, hit me, like uh, out of the blue. So uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Course Records everywhere for Cam Wrench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But so, John, I, mean, I, I wouldn't bet on that. 
don't, don't put your FanDuel money on me just yet, Wes. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe next season, John, we're excited to kind of see you continue up in the training, you know, next couple months uh, to get to that hundred mile distance. That's going to be a heck of a day out there on June 24th, July 24th, I believe at uh, burning river before we dive into Nick's training update in his big race this weekend. I just want to give a quick story about my training update recently. So I've no kind of felt you. like, well, chill. Yeah. Chill. No, we don't, we don't, we don't want that. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, I'll just ask it over to Nick and uh, Nick and now you're the host. <laughs> no, Great. real quick. So uh, no, no, back, back to you. Back to you. Wes. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate the toss, but uh, no. So I feel like kind of similar to JD three where, you know, I had a pretty decent, January and February on paper, but I definitely didn't have the confidence that I normally would have um, in my running, you know, on day-to-day runs, but, you know, kind of in the past couple of weeks, it's kind of, kind of hit me a little bit more and I've kind of felt a lot more comfortable on runs and, you know, doing more longer runs midweek and kind of continue to build towards uh, future summer plans. So that's one thing that I've been super excited about. You know, I was out at Zion 100 miler a couple of weekends ago with Ridge Runner Nation member, Paul Noble. And this guy absolutely crushed this 100 miler, totally battled. He went out the first 50 in like 10 hours and 30 something minutes, or maybe a little slower, just around that mark and uh, really had to fight to get to the finish. But I paced in the last 30 miles or so in, and this was absolutely like just a a total awesome experience. Like I started running at like midnight Saturday night. So early Sunday morning and, you know, was out there for eight or nine hours and a total awesome experience. And the one thing that kind of was just highlighted the whole day. So there's like five miles left to go in the race. And we kind of made a pack together, like, Hey, we're not going to get passed by anyone the rest of the way. And I was like, okay, like, let's do this thing. And like, there's a couple of moments where I look back and there's like a guy like right there. And Paul was like, you know, there's no way there's someone there. Like he just didn't believe it. And now I'm like urging him on to run faster with like four miles ago, mile 96. Uh, <laughs> we're just fighting it out. And he finally realizes that, Hey, there's a person right here. Like they, they could have like touched hands or, you know, run it in together. Like Cam and John are going to do at the Nomi's race. But uh <laughs> No, it was was cool because he kind of got motivated by that the last couple miles and the last two miles were straight uphill. And I mean, we were straight up running like eight minute pace at what it felt like uh, up that final hill to not get passed by someone. And we kept like looking back, like I was really like, like looking back and be like, come on, let's go, let's go. Like, I mean, the, the person behind us like clearly knew that we were urging on to not get past. And the funny thing was he started 30 minutes back in a different wave. So he was just trying to break a certain time goal while still trying to get to the finish as fast as possible. He wasn't actually trying to pass us, but so we both kind of accomplished our goals. He got in under his time goal. We didn't get past the last five miles. So it was a epic day all in all, but yeah, Zion's a cool place. I know Nick is going to come down in a couple weeks to run a uh, Ragnar relay race and uh it should be fun to have nick out and taw but uh yeah i'm excited you know i'm thinking i still don't know what i want to do for a summer 100 i'm 40th on the black hills 100 wait list right now kind of far down there still with uh about eight seven weeks to go for that mohican i still kind of like the date of that race mohican 100 but uh yeah i mean i just need to know that that race is going to be on the actual course and not some backcountry roads because i'm just not doing that so that's how that's going to go. So that's my training update. Any questions? Nope. Sweet. What was the, uh, talk about a little bit about Zion and what the the vibe was there. I think, um, I'm totally blanking, unfortunately on the, the guy's name, but I think that the guy who started that race, uh, maybe passed away this past year. Um, and so I know that, you know, it was on a lot of people's minds out there. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know, talk about what that race was like, you know, what, what did it have some of the same COVID protocols and, and stuff like that, you know, as we start to see, um, you know, more and more people become more comfortable, I guess, with gathering outside. It was definitely one of the cooler races I've been at. And I didn't really know what to expect, you know, like vacation races, like it's kind of got like a super big feel to it, which, you know, it's not really what I tend to look for in like 
ultra running. Yeah. I kind of like the small town feel, you know, like uh, people have run the race a billion times, but uh, it was actually kind of like a super unique experience. Like it was wild how far people came from this race. Like I met like two people from Utah, you know, I met every a person from Tampa, a bunch of people from California were in uh, a bunch of New York, New Jersey. I mean, people, uh, Pennsylvania, original nation member was out there. Like, I mean, it was incredible. The amount of people that traveled in, obviously there was a good contingent of Ohio runners out there. Paul the Ford and a couple other people. So, I mean, it's just awesome to kind of see almost like the entire country come out to Zion National Park and run this race. So that was my favorite part is just kind of talking to where everyone was from and just seeing, I mean, the aid stations were awesome, an absolute party. We came into the aid station at three in the morning and just the energy in that aid station was one of the, some of the best energy I've ever felt. And uh, yeah, just only good things to say about that race. I think it helps when you uh, you got a race organization that calls itself vacation races to the pool people from all over the country. And, uh, you know, they're normally situated really close to national parks. I was always like a little confused by that. Cause I know you can't have, you know, events and running events in the national park. So I was always like looking at that. I'm like, how did they get that permit? But well, turns out it's just like adjacent. Yes. So that's, that's the big kicker is it's really close to Zion, but it's not actually in Zion. So if you think you're going to come to the park, you'll be like five miles away, but I mean, the views are still epic. The rocks are still rocky. Like, you know, it's it's the same vibes. It's not like it's like a rainforest, you know, five miles away and then like a totally different tundra, you know, a couple miles away. So you'll, you'll get the experience if you come on out. Uh, I love Wesley's description. This is the, uh, yeah, the world-class reporting we expect here at Ridge Runner Nation. (laughs) The rocks were in fact still rocky. Um, actually, I think that's what vacation races should throw on their website. Be like, it's not in Zion, but the rocks are still rocky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm still, I'm still fishing. I'm fishing for like Wesley to say something negative about any race or anything. And he's just not going to do it. I don't think. Oh, I've said negative things about race. Even (laughs) even on Ridge Runners Live, I guarantee you, I've, I've said some stuff and maybe not as openly, but you know, I've been made a little under the rug comment and. I'll live with that. So fair enough. Fair enough. So Nick, let's toss it over to you. You've got the one, you're the one at the race this weekend. You'll be heading down to Bedford, Virginia to run the promised land 50 K plus plus. How are you feeling going into this race? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling kind of like I expected. Um, I knew, I knew that it was going to be, you know, pretty close to OBU, you know, which was only, what, six weeks ago or so. Um, so I knew, I knew I wasn't going to be able to get in like a healthy training, you know, or at least not really a lot of long runs or anything like that between didn't really know what recovery was going to look like. Um, but luckily, you know, I, I didn't, didn't take myself to the well too hard at OBU. And I was really more interested in just seeing what, a nice solid long run would feel like, um, with, a with a pretty good start to the year of training, um, before OBU. So I think I achieved that. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of, uh, got a good, maybe about a week of recovery in and, um, just been, been kind of just trying to feel good, um, get the legs moving on the shorter runs during the week and still got a, got a 20 mile run in that felt, you know, really, really good. Um, I guess it was like two weekends ago. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, really excited to get out there and just feel what it feels like to kind of push again. Um, so who knows, maybe that'll, that might lead me into going a little too fast too early, but, um, sometimes it's fun to go into a race with that mentality too, and just look to, uh, look to try and keep working when it, when it gets tough. So that's kind of how I'm going into it. It's, it looks like the, the weather's going to be a little bit wet and a little bit sloppy. So, um, it might be unrealistic to think, um, or to have the main goal be to beat the time that I, I ran back in 2018, which was six ten, um, which is still, you know, it on paper, six ten doesn't sound very fast for a 50 K, but once you factor in, it's, you know, three miles long and, uh, you know, you, you think about what that pace is and I'm like, you know, I don't know. I haven't run any long runs at that pace in a really long time. So I think I'm just going to go in and try and have fun and, and run most of it. That's the goal. Well, luckily that course kind of yields itself to that. I mean, the first climb, you know, take it, do what you got to do up that. But after you get to like, you know, mile, I think it's like mile 12 or so it's like eight a mile, eight mile coast. 
basically all downhill. And, you know, some of that's super technical and you can't blitz all the whole section, but he has a pretty nice runnable section there in the middle. And then you got a couple of rollers before the Apple Orchard climb at 26. So, I mean, I feel like it, you'd almost have to go into this race almost a little over aggressive because no matter what, by the time you get to 26, you're going to, it's going to be hurting no matter what. So like the way that you're going to kind of attack this race, I think it's actually the way that you want to go about it. Yeah. And, and I remember la uh, the last time I ran it back in 2018, um, it, it, those easy, those early miles felt easy. They felt really easy and we we're just clipping them along. I was, I was actually running with uh, Shannon Howell for most of the, the early miles of that race. And, and we were talking about, you know, whether or not basically both of us had the same philosophy as we knew that big climb at Apple Orchard was coming. And uh, we were trying to conserve a bit, you know, try and save something for that climb. And, uh, I'll tell you right now, that is not the right approach for more of a mid pack runner. Um, I think, you know, I got to that climb and I was halfway up it and thinking to myself, I don't think I could go slower up this. So I told myself, if I come back, I'm going to try and not necessarily empty the tank, you know, prior to that, but really try and push and, and do, do as, you know, do as much as you can to, to move well all the way up to that climb. So don't hold back on the, you know, the one mile of road or whatever, you know, those little sections, um, just try and stay smooth and efficient and, and keep moving well. Um, because for me, it, it's going to be, you know, it's a hike, you know, it's a hike up that climb. And if I can just move consistently hiking up it, I'll already be faster than I was, um, back in 2018. So that race is like one of, I think, a gem on the East Coast. I mean, I, I absolutely love that race. You know, Nikki's done it a couple of times now. How would you describe the atmosphere to someone who's never done this race before? Yeah, I, I would say it's just, um, it, I mean, it's exactly what I look for in a race in terms of the local scene um, is pretty evident. Uh, it does definitely pulls people. Like, I think there's like five people from Colorado on the list and it pulls people from across the country, you know, because, uh, Horty is a well-known, well-known figure in our sport. Um, but you really do feel that there's an emphasis on, um, the local running scene. Uh, it's really cool that, uh, Dr. Horton gets a lot of students to come. He's got some, uh, his connection at his Liberty where he teaches and he has a lot of students that come and run that as part of a class um, trail running class. And then he's also, you know, looped in Virginia tech and they bring a lot of students too. Um, so that's really cool. Um, but I would just say it's got, it's just got the old school vibe. Um, you, you show up and you camp in the parking lot or the, the field, um, there at the camp right next to your car, which makes it pretty convenient. Um, they, he's got pizza the night before and has a fun kind of, uh, bringing together of everybody for a pre-race pre-race, uh, kind of like a fireside chat with Dr. Horton there. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's the only thing I think I would, I would like to see a little more of is if more people stayed after the race, um, and, and camped out and stayed at the camp there. Cause it does kind of feel like one of those where you kind of, like Cam was saying, you, you get done and you, you carry on with your weekend. But I think that speaks to, you know, that community in, in Virginia, it's a, a big family oriented community and you get a lot of people who, you know, still have a lot of their weekend left, um, as well, but I love it. I love those, those mountains down there. And, you know, back, you know, when I lived in Ohio, it was really the closest place you could go, um, other than maybe West Virginia to get a 2000 foot climb. So it's great. It's great, great place, great people. Um, just a lot of fun. And you're going to be heading down to this race for the first time this weekend. What are you kind of, you know, looking forward to most about being down at promised land this year? Um, to be honest, right. I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to just getting to be more a part of this community more and in a different way, other than racing, um, just kind of hang out and like see a little bit more of like what places outside of Ohio has to offer. Um, excuse me, just given that I was a student and sort of like the constraints on my life being, especially a student who worked, I didn't, I didn't get to take a whole weekend to travel somewhere and, you know, go do a race that was several States over, you know, it had to be kind of like a place I could drive to that morning or, you know, like drive to like 
couple hours before uh, the night before and camp out there in my car, you know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to do something like that and getting to be a part of um, anything. <clears throat> getting, excuse me. Uh, getting to be a part of like something that's a little bit bigger than what we have putting on here. Um, something that's like a little bit more historic. Um, I don't know personally, Dave Horton from anybody else, like a couple other guys here do. Um, but I've been told that it's apparently just like one of the best things ever. So we'll see if it lives up to the hype too. Yeah, no, I think, I think it will. And I think it's going to be an awesome weekend. We're excited to, you know, have you down at promised land this weekend and, uh, be a part of something that we're, uh, kind of up to something, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, going to be good. You know, that we're kind of, we have something brewing in the works, you know, Ridge Runner style, you know, it's not like a really good stew that you really want to eat too much of, but you know, as well, every once in a while, you know, when you add it in as an entree to the side dish of the side dish, then it's, uh, what you're looking for. But, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to get down to Promised Land this weekend myself and to kind of experience that atmosphere again. I think it's going to be super unique. One thing I want to kind of hear from you guys is obviously I kind of did my predictions and, you know, those get love, those get hate. That's it is what it is. But uh, you guys often have your own takes about who you think is going to win the race. Who do you think is going to have a surprise performance? You know, people that I often don't name. What are some of those names or some of those performances or uh, people that you think are going to do really well this weekend? Yeah, I'll start with that one. Um, you know, uh, prediction wise, I don't know if I have um, too much of a prediction. I uh, I'm excited to see to see Michael and Travis um, racing each other again. So hopefully that'll that'll pan out for 34 miles of uh, of them kind of battling. It was really fun to see them at Grindstone. I know you know Wes, we we got to follow them later in that race and and see that happen. So. Um, it'll be fun to at least hear about that later. Cause I won't see any of it. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then, and I kind of agree with you, Wes, I think, uh, I think we can expect a, a really strong day out of Jordan Chang. Um, you know, the guy has just been getting better and better. It seems like, and, and he knows, he knows those trails in that area really well. Um, so that'll be fun. And then, um, I think what's going to steal the show is, is the women's race. Um, it seems really, really deep. Um, there's, uh, a few, few names who have really solid results, um, on the list and, and it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to see, um, Sarah and Rachel, some of the younger, younger runners, um, going hard out there and also, you know, trying to hold off some of the old, old veterans, um, like Bethany Patterson and, and Joe Thompson. So it'll be fun be fun to see, uh, see how that all goes down and, and hear about it after I finish at least. Oh, you'll be in the thick of things, won't you? Well, uh, I don't think so. I'm going to be, I'm going to be starting in wave four actually too. So that doesn't, doesn't help things either, but at least, uh, maybe that'll give me a little more motivation if I can sneak past a few people on the way. There you go. Cam, what about you? Yeah, so um, I'll go ahead and throw a prediction out there. Definitely not going to do all five because I don't feel like getting all five wrong like you do all the time, Wes. But um, I'm going to just go ahead and say Columbus, Ohio versus the world. Sarah Beal, Travis Zippel, both for the win. Um, both going to take it home for the state of Ohio and for central Ohio. Um, if I'm going to live here now, right, I might as well put put one on, you know, and like uh, enjoy the things we have to offer. Second prediction of mine. Um, and this kind of comes, this is some insight into what it's like to be one of the Ridge Runners, right? Is you kind of feel like the people that we have on these shows are people that you know, they're people that you're friends with, right? Um, and we know former guest of the show, Liz Andros is going to be there. Um, my prediction is, is that she's either going to be much shorter or much taller than I expect her to be, having only met her on Zoom. <laughs> I love how you went there. You're not, not leaning, not leaning either way. What do you think? Shorter or taller? Just based on her vibe, I imagine that she's going to be taller. Like, I don't know. She's she's either taller than five foot seven or shorter than four foot eleven. That's what I'm going to say. That's pretty bold. <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? Yeah, no, I'm excited to uh, see Liz out there. And uh, she made the trip. I saw an awesome Facebook post today with uh, her and Horton up in the mountains. So she's officially made it from Portland, Oregon, driving all the way across the country to Virginia. Virginia, there we go. 
still in the frame. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be awesome to, uh, see her out there. But yeah, this race is just totally going to be an awesome one, especially on the women's side. Like we, I kind of highlighted some of the big names, but I mean, even Laura Sullivan, I mean, she's like 24 or 25 years old, I believe. And she won the race last year. So, I mean, there's just so many younger ultra runners in, uh, this race that's just going to totally make it super awesome. Like Nick kind of said, you know, Horton kind of attracts runners from, you know, Liberty university and his trail running class, like as their final, as part of the class, they have to run a 50 K that's like a part of it, I believe. And uh, every year there's like, you know, 10 to 15 people out there running their first 50 K. And uh, I think it's really awesome to kind of see that. And especially in the community, I mean, you don't go to many races where, you know, there's a bunch of veterans in their field, but there's also just a ton of younger ultra runners who are just excited to learn a bunch and um really just experience what the best one of the best east coast 50ks has to offer in the country i almost forgot too one one thing i'm really looking forward to is uh actually a few years ago right after i moved to colorado um i was out at never summer 100k and going up a big big climb just a grueling climb and um, chatting with a woman near me. And then I, I kind of glanced over and I saw she had some promised land shorts on. And so that just like struck up a conversation, you know, cause I'd already run promised land before. And, um, turns out she is a badass uh, mountain running woman from that Virginia area. Um, her name is Sophie. So it's going to be cool to, uh, to kind of get to chat with her again too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Eric Anderson's in the chat and he wants to know, he wants to talk, let us talk about Arlen Glick's Umstead 100 win. Uh, this was kind of awesome. This kind of popped up out of nowhere. I mean, we knew Arlen was gearing up for something big with the training that he kind of does. And it's really not shocking to anyone that Arlen won a 100 mile race because I feel like that's all the guy does. Um, but what are you guys' takeaways, you know, seeing Arlen go out there down in North Carolina and really just crush a race again and again, like he just does time and time again. Yeah, I'll keep it short. I mean, like you said, he, uh, it's what he does is win hundreds. So, uh, if I have to give him any advice, quit running 50 K's and just run long. I'm going to follow up by giving him, um, the, the exact opposite advice, um, which is run more 50 K's specifically the super bowl 50 K. Um, maybe, maybe a spicy take and, you know, obviously I don't know the full story there, but, um, Arlen, dude, like you're crushing all these hundred milers and you're so fast at that distance, right? Like why not show up and just like crush some other people and just like truly cement, like where you kind of are in the pecking order for Ohio ultra runners, you know, like you've got all of these great results. The problem is it's it's hard to directly compare those results, except for, of course, uh, the Canal Corridor one to some of the other folks that you're racing against, you know, just like coming and sort of like show you like, hey, I'm Arlen Glick and I'm number one. Right. Like, why are we not doing that? Because you definitely got the legs to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I kind of, uh, I, I, I go both ways on this. You know, I think it's uh, interesting, you know, how Ireland didn't show up for uh, Super Bowl. And, you know, I'm sure that was a training move there to get ready for Umstead. Uh, really tough prediction wise, you know, for me, throwing someone up there. And then DNS is always a tough look on the prediction videos. But, you know, I'll live with it. I sl- it took me a couple of days to get past it and get bound with my regular sleep schedule, but I ended up getting back to normal schedule. And uh, no, I think Ireland's just absolutely crushing it. And kind of the, your point, Cam, I think Ireland is the best 100 mile ultra runner in Ohio right now. I don't think that's debatable, you know, on his trail experience, you know, what he did at Tunnel Hill last year and getting second place there. Uh, I mean, just the guy's been crushing hundred milers recently. And I don't think there's anyone in Ohio and honestly, maybe even the East coast that can touch him right now. Is there anything particular that you see him doing and posting on his training that, that sets him apart or makes him so much faster at the hundred mile distance? Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. I like watch some of his trainings. I follow him on Strava, but like, I don't, it's just normal runs. Like, I'm like, what, what in the hell? Like, why, why are you able to go that speed that, that for that long? Like, I don't get it. It's, but it's volume. Maybe, time, maybe that's JD. the key. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like, I mean, I've been running seriously for like three years, you know, um, you, he's been putting a hundred mile weeks, hundred plus mile weeks for how long, you know, it's just at a certain point, if you do it that much, you're going to get better. 
Um, that's just the way that your body physiologically adapts and changes to these things. You know, every time you step out the door for that long run, like your body physically changes, um, down to like your cellular structures. And the fact that he's been doing that for so long, it's just, he's physiologically so far removed from, I'm gonna go ahead and say everybody on the screen right now, um, that, you know, we need, you need years to catch up to him. And in my case, probably EPO too. So. Yeah, I think there's certainly a, uh, there's a genetic component involved there too with him, uh, you know, just to be able to maintain that, that type of aerobic efficiency um, for that long too. Um, but yeah, you, it's exactly, exactly what you were saying, Cam. It's, it's consistency. And, you know, I, I can use the, I, not myself as an example, but, you know, someone who I, who I know pretty well is, is Travis Zipfel. And he, uh, he, he's it's the same story, you know, um, he probably, I don't know if he's, he would say it or not, but he, uh, for a long time, uh, back in, let's say like 2016, 17, 18, um, really before he started winning a lot of the races, um, that he was running, he was just running the same like nine mile loop at the same eight minute, eight thirty pace but he was just stacking bricks, you know, it was just 70, 70 mile weeks and then 80 mile weeks and then 90 mile weeks. And it wasn't, you know, month over month, but year over year improvement. And eventually he just found, I think that those easy runs became seven minute pace all of a sudden, you know, something, something switched and some, some switch was flipped, I guess. That's what you say, Wes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And then, and you know, so that, that amount of volume over time is, is what will make you faster, even without the speed work. And, and Travis sure now is trying to squeeze out more um, so that the law of diminishing returns there, he's trying to squeeze out more. So he's mixing in a lot more speed now, but you know, over those four years, it was a big improvement. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Arlen kind of uh, go for it. John. I was going to say uh, Eric's in the chat saying, you know, consistent training as well. Um, but Arlen got the second fastest time at Umstead, but also he does lots of 20 to 30 mile runs. Um, so, you know, very long, you know, on feet on the weekends and stuff like that, getting those long mile, long distance runs in as part of his training. So. I just think it's kind of, kind of crazy to think about. Like no one really knew about who Arlen Glick was at Mohican 2019, at least, at least I feel like. And then all of a sudden, you know, now he's literally at the top of the scene and just a short time, you know, he wins that race and he goes on to win a bunch of other races and it's been just really inspiring to kind of see his progression over just the last year and a half. Like it's crazy to uh, kind of put it in perspective, but I think what I'm most looking forward to seeing from him is just the continual time. Cause I think he can still get faster. Like I think he's still Still, he knows he's still figuring it out, even though he's run like what, 1245 for a hundred mile area, I believe. So like at Tunnel Hill or whatever his crazy time was there. So I think, you know, even now he's like, I think I can break sub 12. And I think for him, it's going to happen. And uh, I know that he's all firing up and he's going to be back at Canal Corridor again this year in October. Um, so he's going to be going for a very fast time again. So I'm excited to see uh, what he does there. Yeah, he had a 1257 at Tunnel Hill and a... It's a 1322 at Umstead. <laughs> it's not something a lot of ultra runners can relate to either, right? Like he, it's almost like he's trying to make the 100 miler feel like a 5K for him as best as he can. You know, like a lot of us, uh, you know, might gravitate towards something with a lot more hills or, you know, a lot more chance to hike or have relief a little bit. And those kind of races, when you're trying to run those times, it's just you're hammering the whole time. And so kind of going off of that, you know, like the one person in the Ohio scene that we've kind of had on Returners Live and, you know, that I would love to see go down showcase in a head-to-head -head battle versus Arlen is another person with the initials AG, and that's Alex Gold. You know, Alex Gold is probably the only person in Ohio that if he was to hop in a flat 100 miler, he's got the leg speed. I think he's 100% would be able to kind of keep up with Arlen and Arlen's now got so much experience, but I think head to head, those are the only two people who are even close on the men's side at throwing down like a sub 12, 100 mile time. Yeah. It feels like a totally different story for both of them though. You know, like, I mean, I don't want to speak for Arlen, but it seems like he really enjoys the flat faster stuff. And it seems like Alex is the opposite, right? Like he was out at Wasatch last year and he's going to run the bear this year. Um, so he's, he's interested in the mountains and, and 
you know, pushing the uphills and the downhills a lot. Um, so it's a, it's a totally different race philosophy. I, I, I agree with you. I have no doubt that if that's what Alex was training for, that he'd be able to, he'd be able to rip off a really good time, but he's got to want to do it too. Right. Yeah. That's always the interesting part. Like, you know, if motivation kind of comes in different ways and with different races, that's something that I've kind of been thinking about recently is like, you know, what gets you motivated to, you know, go out for a race. And I think, you know, a lot of us can resonate with like, Oh, let's go see a lot of friends or, you know, I really want to throw it on a fast time and, you know, different people have those different motivations. So I think when it comes down at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, what Alex wants to do and for his running. And yeah, like, I mean, I think he, he already ran the bear 100 a couple of years back. I believe he finished fifth there. Um, and so he's going to definitely be going for a faster time. Cause I know he talked about on the previous show, how he was, uh, kind of, struggling a little bit at the, at the end of the race he knows that he can run a faster time there and i'm excited to kind of see him out here in logan utah start of the uh bear 100 course so i uh i need to get on that race for next year is a race that i'm 100 doing uh next august i believe I mean, you kind of have to it's that close i just I, I do so crazy <laughs> enough though like i haven't run on the trails yet that are out like uh on the bear course at all i haven't touched it for most of mostly because like the snow was still like crazy until like a couple weeks ago or even just two weeks ago, honestly. So uh, now it's probably passable up to maybe the first like 2000 feet. So I'm about, I'm at about 5,500. So I can probably get up to like 7,500 and not be super snowy, but up to like 9,000 and where the top of the peaks are, it's still ridiculous until probably June or July out here. Nick, what about you? You got a big mountain town out there in Denver. Do you just want to talk mountains for a couple minutes here and just rub it in the faces of these two non-mountain runners? Doesn't Zoom, <laughs> doesn't Zoom have one of those breakout meetings? We'll uh, we'll come back. Come on, just, yeah, this will be a two-part. You know, boss talk split in half. You know, we're gonna do mountains versus non-mountains, and pick which one <laughs> you want to go. Do <laughs> East Coast office and West Coast office. You know, yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, I am pumped. A uh, little bit of a life update is I'm I'm actually moving in a couple weeks um, out of the, uh, out of the concrete jungle and over to golden. So I'm really excited to, to be able to get a little bit more into the mountains. Um, so I'll be living around, around 6,000 feet there, but easily can get up to, um, mid seven thousands and eight thousands in the front range. Um, and it stays pretty, pretty snow free most of the year, except when there's storms. Um, so that's really nice and it'll be an easy shot up to Boulder from there. Um, for a little more of the steeper, rockier stuff on their their mountains that they've got over there, and you know, it shaves off twenty minutes of time uh, each way for me to go farther west too. So, pretty pumped about that. Seems like you'll be like in the same boat as Wesley. You'll be able to just leave your door step and just be in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, about point seven point seven miles um, either direction, and I can have my feet on the dirt, so it's good. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe I'm uh 1.2 like, miles to the, to the trailhead, but I now I, I'm spoiled. Like now, seriously, like I've been thinking about it. You know, if I ever make like a move again in the future or whatnot, like I don't think I can not be this close to mountain access ever again. Like I don't think like I was thinking about like you know one of my big goals like in college was like oh, I'm moving to Portland, Oregon, and like that'd be awesome. But like Portland, Oregon, you're not in the mountains in Portland. Like you still have to drive, you know. 20 miles or so to, you know, get to a good, I mean, forest parks there, but like, if you want to go like to a couple other good spots, you know, on that range, like it's not, not right there. So uh, definitely spoiled when it comes to that. So I'm excited for you, Nick. Yeah, I'm pumped. How is, uh, how's Bellingham, Washington? You know, I kind of want to dive into your little popping around the country. You know, if you've been following Nick Voss on Strava, which I think he's a good follow, I think I'd highly recommend it. This dude's been everywhere recently. Uh, what have you been up to on Mr. Bellingham? <laughs> yeah, that's where I was at this week. Uh, so my, uh, new job this year has me traveling somewhere out West, uh, every week, maybe sometimes a couple times a week, but I was out in Bellingham this week and it's my first time actually up there, which folks don't know. Um, it's, all the way Northwest. I mean, it is right, you know, kind of almost against, uh, the Canadian border up there. And it's, uh, it's just an awesome little trail town, but it also, I mean, I've, I've never really been to a lot of places that are so water centric. Um, and it's just, it's a, you know, the Harbor is right there and there's, 
um, if people know Orca's Island, um, the race, it's, it's at an Island right off the coast of Bellingham. And then, uh, Chrissy Mail's race, um, chucking up 50 K is there in the mountains. Uh, so luckily I got to get over into the, the chucking up mountains, um, for a little trail run, uh, after I got done with some of my work obligations yesterday. So it's cool. It's cool to be able to visit, um, visit a lot of different places like that. And, um, definitely looking forward to getting back there either for a race or for an actual, uh, vacation sometime. Have you run any Washington ultras before? No, nothing in Washington, nothing in Oregon. So they're on the list. Oh man, you got to, I've done two in Oregon and just incredible. So I'd highly recommend it. And Cam, big guy over there. Let's dive into it, man. I just, just hit me, hit me like a brick in the head. Uh, you, you got a race in Oregon this year. Let's dive into that for a quick second. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm signed up for a race. Um, the Y East wonder 50 miler out there in Oregon. Um, not thinking too hard about it. I'm taking my own advice. I signed up for it because my, uh, my girlfriend, Sarah wanted to do it. And part of their COVID protocol is their, you know, no crews are allowed or anything like that. And she's like, well, you're going to be out here. Like there's 13 spots left. And as I mentioned before, ultra signup has my credit card information. So that was a, it was a pretty easy decision to make. It took about five minutes. Um, and yeah, I'll be, I'll be out West in the summer, um, especially with, you know, life update, my new gig and just turning this big old age of 24, um, and working remotely now, um, I can kind of do some more things like that. So going to go explore a little bit, hopefully see how things are out there in, uh, in Logan, you know, maybe actually see if Wesley will go up to those, the tops of those mountains, you know, when there, there isn't any snow. Cause I think for the most part, that's just an excuse for him. I, I know the guy could find micro spikes, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to like, it's not like you could just like coast on the top of these mountains. Like they're straight up yeah. like post holing and I'm like up to thigh deep snow and for miles and miles, I, I don't want to do that. Like, this is not fun uh, for me. So, but, and there are people that do talking about Killian's doing it on Instagram every day, bro. Well, I see, I see people on the local Strava too. Like, it's crazy. It's like, oh, well, there's, popping up here and it's like well it's still super snowy like post hold for three miles and it took them all day i'm like this is you guys are just out of this world how awesome you are but i'm just not on that level nor will i probably ever be but that's okay do what you gotta do yeah situations are situational you know you gotta just do what you gotta do it uh, <laughs> uh, so happy i got that one in there guys i think that's a uh, boss talks you, you got any final statements to uh close out around the horn style jd3 let's toss it over to you me oh man i wasn't ready for that i was sitting here like da, 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 thinking um no i'm just excited for my training i'm excited for uh running with my nomies 50k up here with cam and some other red runner nation members i think chadwick mr c rob is a in that one as well. So we'll we'll see him there. I'm sure he'll be screaming. He always screams. I don't think he has like anything less than eleven on the volume knob. So he will always be up there. Uh and then looking forward to Warhammer too this summer and um then Burning River, obviously. So um I'm excited. Lots of th- lots of good things going on. Um just yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. So we're we're excited to see you throw the hammer down at Warhammer. It's gonna be good. Cam, what about you? Oh man, I'm I'm really glad you got a Don in there too. Um, <laughs> along with situations of situational and up to something. We just really hitting all those references out here. Um for all of us, because we're the only ones who get it. Um, but yeah, really no kind of closing thoughts, just you know, that all these changes that like are kind of stressing me out that got me feeling like I'm being put in the blender, they're all good, frankly. You know, it's just like my life's a little too nice right now. And that's a little bit scary for me. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see. I'll update you guys when, uh, you know, things are, uh, things are different. And I'll definitely be excited to see JD at Nomi's and, um, we'll see if I can't beat C Rob, you know, maybe if that happens, he'll, he'll turn the volume down a little bit. <laughs> Never. Nick, come on. <laughs> what do we got? Yeah, man, I'm just, uh, focus on what's next. That's how I kind of got to live my life right now. It's just, uh, what's, what's this week and what's coming. And I'm just pumped about promised land, pumped to get down there, see everybody. Um, hopefully it's, it's snowing here. So hopefully flight goes off without a hitch tomorrow and 
um, see more of a Ridge Runner Nation and meet some new people down there. Yeah, you better pick me up on time from my uh, from the airport. Let's not be ridiculous here. No flight delays. Let's not like the time you missed you the know, boss talks last week. Come on, this is ridiculous. Your you're gonna schedule. be you're you're gonna be there. You're not going anywhere. So I'll I'll get there when I get there. Oh man, dude, this boss guy just making things all about him. No, I I appreciate that, Nick. I appreciate that. Well, that's Voss Talks, guys. We'll catch you guys on another one of these. If you guys enjoy this, hit the subscribe button. As always, hit the like button as well. Um, You know, we'll be doing these kind of every single week. Well, not this, but like, you know, Returners Live or these every single week. So we've also got so much awesome content planned in the next couple of weeks. So we're just going to say we're up to something. We're up to a lot of different things actually yes. right now in the, in the world of Ridge Hunter Nation. We had a Monday call, you know, that went a couple hours. So we're just out here, you know, a ton of calls, ton of meetings, and it's been a lot of fun. So hang with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see you guys in the next Voss Talks. Cheers. Generation, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Voss Talks. Remember, if you want to call into the show, check our social medias to find out when we're going to go live next. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a Strava club as well. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time.